Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website, shrinkthink.com forward slash awesome. Just kidding. (laughs) Forward slash podcast. We've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Hey, thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Disclaimer and newsflash, we are not your therapist. Welcome to the game. We are just educating you and that is it. Do not take what we're saying as a life-changing situation. Please just enjoy the program, sit back, relax, and thank you for being here. Tolson. If you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the Traveling Therapist Podcast, which is part of the SciCraft network of podcasts. I am so proud to be part of this network along with Aaron and Nathan at ShrinkThink. If you haven't discovered the Traveling Therapist Podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd love for you to join us as we explore the ins and outs of running a therapy practice while you travel the world. Be sure to check us out at travelingtherapist.com slash podcast for all the updates and lessons I'm learning as a traveling therapist and the adventures of other traveling therapists. Hey everyone, welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. It is a beautiful sunny day here in Oregon, which very rarely happens. I just want to kind of get it on record that that's what's happening so that when we listen to this episode back and it's gray and it's cloudy and for like the next eight months, we can be like, oh, yeah, there was that one day when it was sunny. <laughs> no, dude, it has been sunny it's, for a while. It's been a great summer. Yeah. Actually, I had a couple of my clients that saw me for the first time in like a month. They were like, you've been You're hiding like a, a darker <laughs> shade of whatever you are. You're just darker. I'm like, yeah, I've been progressively getting closer to a darker shade this whole summer. It's been great. <laughs> closer to a dark. Well, today we are going to talk about the Enneagram, but we have been we've been doing this kind of like as an educational, informative sort of a thing. And it's been great. I think hopefully if you've not listened to all those, then you should go back and listen. But if you have listened, then hopefully you you know a bit about the Enneagram just from a kind of a broad perspective of like, okay, these are the numbers. There are different triads and like, okay, I've kind of get that there are some of these differences. But today we want to do something that's a little bit more fun. We were talking last night at dinner and we were like, hey, let's do an episode on the Enneagram where you've got some like real life stories or, or even just like a scenario. And we take the different Enneagram numbers and we like swap them out. Like, Oh, here's how a three would respond. Here's how a seven would respond. Or here's what it would look like for an eight to be in the situation. So that it's not just information about a person, a number, but it's like, here's what this looks like in application or in real life. So we're going to have some fun with this. Just see where it goes. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. Let's see where it goes. Whoa, <laughs> that's part of where that's it goes. Where it's going. <laughs> if you don't know what happened on the podcast, then you need to watch our YouTube channel to see it because it was pretty spectacular. <laughs> you'll watch it back and be like, oh, that's it. That, that was actually <laughs> that not was that it. big of okay. a deal, yeah, but okay. we'll just keep talking. So, yeah, we were talking last night. What we do often is meet on Thursdays for dinner at the end of the uh, week. <laughs> I started like just kind of riffing on 
this whole idea of like, oh yeah, and this person would say this, blah, blah, blah. And then you were like, yeah, but you know what happened is this, this, it, like this, this type of person would respond in this way, but this type of person would respond in this way. And, and so one thing I guess I want to say is we're going to be being general. Okay. So just so you know, we're not trying to say that every time that all sevens are going to respond a certain way, all like every time or all eights or whatever ones, you know, that kind of thing. But because there's definitely nuance and you are your own specific special butterfly, little fingerprint all by yourself. But there are some generalities that that uh, are definitely real. And the reason why that's helpful is to know for the for the person that's on the other end of that response to be able to go like, OK, well, they are a two. So twos do actually naturally respond that way. This is maybe a different flavor, but it objectifies it a little bit in a good way to where you can kind of look at it and go, all right. Yeah. Take it less personal, for example. Right. Right. It's kind of in, in one sense, as you're saying that I'm, it's kind of like, you know, the different numbers might be, it might be sort of general. Like if one of the numbers was Sean Connery, you know, he's <laughs> going to respond with, all right, Trebek, <laughs> you know, he's going to he's going to give that sort of stuff back. Whereas if it's a different number, then Christopher Walken here, you know, he's going to talk about his gold records. You know, it's like these are generalities and you're going to hear that in sort of how they respond with a certain kind of a personality. Right. And it can vary broadly person to person, but generally it's going to be that that same perspective. All right. So. So let's dive in. Mr. Storytime. Do I need to give you the number up front of? No. OK. Just tell us a story about like a situation that's happening. For the record, it needs to be a full on situation, not just a situation. This is an old thing. (laughs) It's an old thing. Inside joke. (laughs) Yeah. It needs to stay inside. (laughs) I guess I did take it outside. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, my Lanta. Okay. So feel free to use that, my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. All right. So thinking of a couple, I will give you one side of the couple. If you happen to be one of my clients and you think he's talking about me, I would say, um, that's not happening because I'm literally making this crap up. <laughs> <Right>. So, <laughs> which is um, what he's good at. Right. I was like, Nathan, you do you do what you're good at? <laughs> Make, Make things up. up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So you got a person that we're gonna we're gonna say it's a lady, 28 years old, because because I don't know why. And what she always is frustrated about is how everything is completely disorganized in the home. It's it's ridiculous. Um, she does not like, it's not about messiness for her. It's about clutter. Mm -hmm. She's anti-clutter. She wants everything to be just the right way. And she gets really angry about it. Like it's, it's to the point where it's like, why can't you just keep things where they are? Like they are supposed to be where they are the end. And I don't know what your problem is. She can come across kind of harsh, um, to whoever, well, we're going to say husband, husband comes, comes home in general, what he is experiencing. So I'm not speaking on his side. I'm just saying what he's experiencing is her sounding angry to him all the time and being like really obsessive about everything. He doesn't know what to do. So I don't know how you so want to handle pick it. Pick a number. Let's just go like okay. maybe pick up. I don't know if you want to come up with a few different scenarios. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> or, and then we'll just kind of keep mixing up the scenarios. Or if you just want to like go around. The oh, no. Enneagram yeah, this is good. This is good. And, so like, I, numbers. I have a great idea. Okay. Right, so, right. so now I want you to go out from a perspective of 
this guy has came into therapy to talk about his wife. He's described this and he is an eight. Okay. So an eight, if you don't remember, is in the gut triad and his predominant, you know, struggle issue is anger. And uh, he's probably pretty direct, pretty straightforward. And he's a guy, so he's he's probably pretty self-confident. He is probably in some ways sort of, I don't want to say judgmental, because eights are fairly objective and non-judgmental. But he's pretty right. He thinks that he's right about stuff because he's so objective. He's looking at the behaviors of the wife, and he's describing all these things um, that she's doing. And he's being very, like, third-party about it. He's just describing, like, this is what happens, and this is what happens, and this is what happens. And I don't even think he would say he's frustrated about it, actually, because he's not really as connected to his feelings about it. He's just saying, like, these things are happening and they're not helpful and they need to stop. Okay, so what does he think about the fact that she's coming off like she's, I don't know, I'm using the word obsessive, but Mm -hmm. she's really focused on this clutter thing. Do you think he would agree with her that there is clutter or do you think he would... In other words, like if he would see her perspective or do you think he would have a different and alternative view? I don't know if that's too specific. No, no, that's a good question, actually. And I think for this guy, the question is, does he see her perspective? Yeah, of course. If if it's reasonable, if he's like logically reasonably looking at things and like, yeah, there is some clutter out, then he could acknowledge that and and make some adjustment. But if he's seeing that from her perspective, she thinks that there's clutter, but there's not actually clutter. It's her own anxiety. It's her own issue, her own preferences. Then that's where he would be coming at it again. Very objective, right? Very like detached in a certain sense, but he probably has a lot of passion about it. He might describe it and maybe not to you, the therapist. He has a lot of passion, but with her, I'm sure that he's got a lot of passion about it. What would he say to her? Do you think Um, he probably would say something about the clutter, like kind of like give some evidence why this is not this is her issue and this is not objectively a real problem that he needs to solve. Okay. So she could feel discounted and dismissed pretty easy from that. Yeah. And she could even feel like it's difficult to go up against him in an argument because it's sort of like a debate. I mean, this is in a sense why um, eights often want to be attorneys or are good attorneys because they're good at being logical and providing evidence and debating. They like the conflict. (laughs) and this person i have in my head would not they would take a lot of energy for them to bring it up and i do have a personality type in my mind that i'm kind of running off of so what do you think about switching to a different number okay bring it on so um so let's say same situation but Mm -hmm. so we get a different perspective on it that uh five okay so a five is in the head triad and their predominant struggle issue is fear And the way that they overcome that is with like accumulating knowledge, like being prepared by knowing lots of things. They tend to be also pretty um, detached from their own emotions. And then if there's any scenario with another person where they've got a lot of emotional charge to it, they will tend to withdraw or retreat from that because it takes a lot of energy from them. Right. And so they're all about like energy conservation. So this five is probably in a similar way than an eight, because eights and five do have some connections. What is it? Uh, an eight and health moves to five. Mm. And so this five will probably be somewhat detached. He might do some listening. He might still have some debating, but he'll probably be a lot more calm. He's not passionate like an eight might be. 
because eights will bring a lot of intensity or passion or whatever. But a five is going to be very dry. Typically, he's going to be very logical, very analytical about things. In a certain way, he might even bring some like rightness to it. So he's a little bit more connected with it than an eight is. He's objective, but he's also also might say something like, and here's why I think I'm right because of these kinds of things. He might describe to her what she's doing and say that makes sense. But then he also might then pivot and say, and here's why I think I'm right. And it's it's kind of debative, right? It's it's a little bit of a debate, but it's not really it's not as confrontive as an eight would be. There's an information seeking component to this. So I'm wondering how that would possibly take place. I think in a certain sense, probably the the woman in this example might initially she would have space to be able to share what she's saying. And that would like make her feel better, make her feel calm. He might be asking some questions, gathering some information. She might initially be like, oh, good, he's listening, he's caring or whatever. But then he's still kind of coming across like I'm detached from it. Like emotionally, I'm not like I'm not empathizing with you. I'm not even really speaking to the emotions. So she's probably feeling disconnected on some level or like, okay, he hears me, but he doesn't really get it. Okay, because he's just asking a lot of questions. He doesn't care at all. It comes across like he doesn't care, right? Right. And so, and then if I'm her, I'm going to wonder, where are we going with this? Like, you've now asked me 35 questions about this. I was pretty clear. It's right freaking there, bro. Mm-hmm. You do this all the time. You know, can you not put your XYZ in that place? There's a place for it. Yeah. And he's got he's got lots of um, good reasons probably for what he does and because he's thought things through. You know, he wants to be prepared for things. And so he's probably <laughs> he's probably done some research on organization or on efficiency or avoiding procrastination or whatever the thing is. So he's probably got some good reasons why he does what he he does in in his explanations. They might be difficult to debate against, essentially to disprove. So she's going to have strong opinions about the fact that, like, things are ordered in a certain way. So what you're saying is, is that. He would have a reason why he's doing it. So he might come across like, I'm actually going to leave it exactly where it is. Because there's a very good reason for it. My reasons for leaving it there are better than your reasons for wanting it somewhere else. Because I researched it. And this, these are oh, these no. are like the top reasons. Like if you, <laughs> she wants to murder him, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> She's good. But yeah. I mean, but I, you know, he he's not he's not coming across. He's not saying it that way. But that's kind of the reason behind it. That that actually is what would come across to her, I think. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Unless he's like you know doing the work to be like empathetic and try to actually acknowledge the emotions, but fives typically want to avoid that emotional stuff because it's draining to them. Okay, so um, just because I think this might be interesting, same obviously situation, right? We've developed it a little bit. A four, because <laughs> I could see a four. I could see this going interesting with a four. Okay, so the four is um, part of the heart triad. So I like that you've you know gone around the triad, the different triads. Uh, a four is their main struggle is shame or worthiness. And a four also um, tends to have pretty big, deep emotions. More artistic, right? Yeah, they tend to be, yeah, more artistic, creative, expressive. So in this case, this male four is actually really like wanting to connect with and understand where this woman is coming from. So he's probably asking a lot of questions. 
maybe it's even a little bit dramatic or it's a little bit emotional, maybe like taking some things personal, potentially even getting he's a guy. So we may likely get defensive about it because he doesn't want to have done something wrong, which would prove that he's not worthy or that he's, you know, unloved or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he while he really wants to understand, he's feeling deeply the plight of this person who's like so distressed, this woman who's so distressed. But in a certain sense, he might also be taking it personally and having he might be struggling kind of with taking it personally while also really feeling the like the depth of the pain of the person and maybe even in some sense exaggerating that pain. So with her, there's going to be in my mind how she's operating is she's not going to be like thinking that he's wrong as a person. She's going to be more frustrated just about like, why can't you just do this? Whatever yeah, the this is. Exactly. She She might be like, oh, you hear me. But then he keeps going with like, and I'm so bad or whatever. He's not saying it, but then she's like, okay, you hear me, but then stop, stop. And just, just change the behavior. Like, <laughs> just don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Please just don't do it. You don't need to like coddle my feelings. Right. Cause you already understand. So what about the other side of the four that has to be like the niche of it all? Like they, like the special one, they want to focus on their special butterflyness mm -hmm. in the way that like, why can't you see that for me, I need this this way. I don't know if they would go down that road or not yeah that might be some of the that might come out in some of the defensiveness it might also come out in the like like really like trying to connect and understand and demonstrating that like i really care about what you're what you think and how you feel and like it does not make me special you know like i really i'm considerate or i was thinking about all the things and here's why i did what i did and that's why i'm special you know <laughs> right. in a sense. that's why it's okay that i did that that's <laughs> right. what the one's gonna hear it could be exactly right or the other person <laughs> i knew as soon as you said it i was like this person she's probably one you gotta <laughs> yeah. have things this way and this is the right way right also. and that's the thing with uh with that is um she does have to have things the right way in that way if it's a one and there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And there really is only one way to do it for, for that there's, reason. There's the right way to do it. And then there's your way to do it. <laughs> right. I just do it the right way. Right. But you do it whatever way you do, which is clearly not the right way. <laughs> right. Which is why I thought it'd be interesting to see what an eight would say. And what also at a five, we're running low on time, but I, I we have a time for, I think for one mm -hmm. more. And I'm thinking it might be interesting just because of the nature of it to go nine. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> they're getting told all of this, right? That this uh -huh. needs to be this way. What I wonder is, and I'm going to kick it over to you. What what I wonder is that if the nine would just go, okay, just change everything. <laughs> yes. So for context, again, the nine is like at the center of the gut triad. Um, their predominant struggle is anger, but they're the ones who like, in a sense, they don't know they're angry. It's like, they're not angry. Everything's fine, fine, fine. Until like they blow up and it's like, it's not okay, right? Because finally, like, you've crossed the line. And they have trouble uh, differentiating themselves from other people, and they tend to be conflict-avoidant. They want harmony in the relationship. And so, yeah, I think the nine would probably listen. They'd probably ask some good questions. Nines tend to be pretty gentle, I think, again, because they want the harmony of the relationship. They don't want the conflict. So they would listen, ask questions, understand, give some good empathy, and be like, yeah, sure, I can do that. <laughs> now. The thing is, would they? Yes, um, they can. They can be passive aggressive. So a couple things. Let's say they did um, like two scenarios. Let's say in the one scenario, then I was like, OK, yeah, sure, I can do that. Um, and then this kind of thing came up again and again and again with the partner. Right. And at a certain point, the nine might be like, um, 
okay, yeah, I can do that. And then she's like, okay, it's really important, blah, blah. And then he might just get upset. He might be angry now. It's like, you know what? I've been doing all this. You've asked me to do this and this and this, and I've been doing it. And you're just so, you know, whatever. That's where it's kind of like, it's been okay. And I've been saying that it's okay as a nine. And now all of a sudden it's like, I'm actually kind of pissed because I've been doing all this and you're not, you know, recognizing it or I've been doing it and you're asking so much of me and I'm actually really resentful now that that's the case. Well, and they were resentful the whole time to some extent. They that's just, right. It just didn't actually come to bear until it was, uh, or they didn't really know it until it waterfall. Yeah, because like, uh, yeah, sure, I can be okay with that. I, I can, can be okay. <laughs> I can be. <laughs> I'm not, but I will be. <laughs> but you just wait, it's going to come back later. <laughs> Five more times straight to hell, exactly. baby. <laughs> um, so that's like one of the scenarios with the nine. I was thinking, um, yeah, the other one, the sort of passive aggressive might be like sort of, OK, yeah, sure. And then they they sort of move on. They might do it, you know, for like a time or two or a week or two and then fall back into old patterns because of the sort of I'm sort of placating in the moment. Sure. Yeah. Pacifying. But then in reality, I don't actually make the deeper change because I was really more about just sort of pleasing you in the situation to make the conflict go away. All right. So in conclusion, we started with my person was the one, a reformer. And then we moved on to eight, the challenger. And then we moved to five, the researcher, the investigator. The investigator. And four, I think I've seen him as the artist, but there's another, what's the other yeah, one? Yeah, I don't remember. Ah, oh, criminy. The envier. <laughs> the the envier. Like, I'm so envious of all the other it's numbers. so negative. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then there, there's nine is the peacemaker or keeper? Is it keeper? Mm, yeah, peacekeeper, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we didn't obviously do all of them, but kind of fun to just kind of see, like, take one situation and work it around. So I hope that that was fun for you. And uh, it was definitely fun for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening.